1: what's up everyone it's noah daniels and we're here for another episode in the real hauntings podcast as you know we've been releasing these really fun episodes every thursday on a 10-part series where we're doing joshua's top 10 countdown of cryptids uh the cryptid countdown as it's also called joshua thank you so much for coming back on for another episode yeah i I love doing these episodes uh so far we've crossed off the first two of the the holy cryptid
2: trinity i like to think uh with bigfoot and werewolves or dogman or whatever you like to call it and now we're stepping into the the last one with champ the the lake champlain monster
1: yeah and before we jump into our cryptid we have an awesome guest we want to introduce the audience to you've heard her a couple times on the real hauntings podcast dare i say i think she's been with us since year one it's katie boyle katie thank you so much for coming back on the podcast
3: yeah thank you so much for having me i'm excited to learn about cryptoids
2: (laughs)
1: you make it sound like something we're going to be trading like on on the internet for coins or something an audience as you know katie is a wonderful comedian out in new york she's tearing up the scene and she has a great tiktok and social media presence in general always makes me laugh whenever i come across her jokes katie i know it's been a minute how have you been how's your life changed how's the new york comedy scene
3: it's good. It's good. Um, Everything's good. I live in Chelsea now. So that's nice. But just because it's like, I live with my boyfriend. So uh, I'm not like, I'm like, the, when my cousin heard Chelsea, she's like, Oh, my God, are you like really wealthy now? And I'm like, No, it's a rent <laughs> control department. Just very lucky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, Yes, I'm the one rich comedian. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So but that's it's amazing, like living in the city. And uh, yeah, everything's going good. I finally started investing in a studio for my podcast so people come watch it because it's so much money and so yeah so I've been doing the podcast for like four years but this is the first time that I was like oh I should start really investing in like a video element so we'll see I don't know
1: and while we're on that why don't you plug your podcast yeah
3: (laughs) thank you it's called a shift so it's uh it's on my YouTube now it's been on all audio places for forever but it's like dating relationships sometimes it's just the chats So like, don't be turned off if you don't want to hear about Dana. It's a lot of time. It's just the chats, but it's a lot of fun with different comedians and sometimes experts. But yeah, and I have a cat now. Side note. So that's my life's going really well.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Make sure you check out The Shift. I was on there, gosh, maybe like two years ago, I want to say, Katie, and we did an episode about celebrities uh sex ghost stories or, or something along those lines if I remember have sex correctly. With ghosts? yeah yes I am trying to figure out the video element as well I we recently moved about four or five months ago and I put a little podcast studio in our house so it's a work in progress but getting there for sure well Joshua why don't you introduce us to our cryptid again I know you said that we were going to the sea for this episode so I'd love to hear more about it
2: yeah Uh well we're going underwater can't have cryptids without doing some type of lake monster and this one's all about the lake champlain monster so it's kind of in your area katie over in um north new york and vermont but yeah it's it's, uh one of the the oldest known lake monsters in the country and it actually preceded the loch ness monster so there were reports of this one before Good old Nessie.
3: Wow. Um, can I say something? I realize I should have Googled this before, Um. but uh, what is a cryptoid? I'm guess I'm guessing from werewolf, and, and I'm sure the listeners. is so sorry, bear with me, but it's like a, ma- a man monster.
2: Cryptids are, are basically just animals or beings that are similar to animals that people can't prove are real. Kind of oh. it's the same way like a ghost, you know, kind of, it's kind of pseudoscience. So they're kind of pseudo animals. Maybe they're here. Maybe they're not. Nobody really knows. They're all blurry, so. Okay. And uh, it's
1: a <laughs> it's a big part of fork. Uh, it's a big part of uh, fork. Why can't I say that word? Folklore. Uh, when you say it, Joshua. Yeah, folklore.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say like a banshee and like a leprechaun and all those would be cryptoids. Cryptoids. What?
2: Cryptids, cryptoids. I like the way you say it, so I'm just gonna roll with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, essentially, yeah, like banshees, leprechauns. Uh, well, before we even get started, I'm very curious to hear. Do you have any? I was listening to the shift, ironically enough, and I, I was on your page, and I was uh, I saw the little note that you said about cannibals. I know it was all jokes, but it was really funny. From there, I, I gathered that you were obviously from ireland so in your experience are are cryptids or kind of pseudo animals uh, very popular from uh your country
3: yeah like um i'm sure it's gonna get lost uh, maybe even with the next generation but definitely when i was small um i read a lot of folklore and was told a lot of folklore from my from my dad and my grandparents the older generation of people definitely still believe in a lot of it because there's like a fairy tree in ireland that a motorway is going around because they didn't want to knock down the fairy tree because it brings bad luck from the fairies so there's a lot of that like believing in these like fairy people the banshee yeah no one really no one believes in leprechauns but that was in the folklore but i feel like people would more kind of maybe believe in like the fairy people or just like it's still like it's not as much but it definitely was like i know my dad was rared on all those um and all those
2: stories where do you fall on the line with fairies and and those kind of things
3: um, I don't know. I'm kind of like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't want to see a banshee because then I'll be like, shit, someone's going to die. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of like the fairy people is different to like fairy folk- folklore here because fairy people in Ireland is that they basically lived in a different dimension and the time goes slower. And then when real humans came, they fought them, but they lost, but they went down to their other. So there's all these stories of real humans, not fairy people. Fairy people look like humans. They just have magical powers. And then them going down to this fairy world and like then coming back up and like aging automatically because they had spent like five minutes there, but that's like a hundred years here. Or like the fairy people aren't like little winged creatures. They're just like mystical creatures. So I think it's kind of cool. I wouldn't want to mess with a fairy person. Or, or there was like people who thought that their babies were changelings, but I think they just had colic. So they like threw them in the well. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, because if you give your baby back, they might like release your baby but yeah so I'm sure there was like old um superstitious people who really thought and I'm sure it was just like a dodge or like a you know a baby that was like sick or whatever so that's kind of sad but yeah
2: yeah and not to get sidetracked too much but I believe there's a legend about like married maybe fairies like switching out people's children is that a thing or yeah is, that's it
3: up? no yeah that's the baby thing that's where like some people would have put their babies in the wells or left them out in the woods because they believed that if your baby's like screaming or crying all of the time, which I think in hindsight is probably like colic or yeah. just like a sick baby, but they thought a fairy person came in, switched out your baby. That was a changeling. And that um you had to give your baby, your changeling back to them and hope to return to get your baby returned. But that, that, that thing is not your baby. That also could have been just like babies. Like who had like maybe like were paralyzed or like conditions that they didn't have scientific terms for now so there was just probably something. Yeah. The, yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of sad, but yeah, they believed in changelings.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Um, any water-based kind of lore that comes from there as well?
3: I don't know. I don't think so. I think we just heard about the Loch Ness in, in Scotland. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think so.
2: Well, that's good to know. Uh, I'm definitely going to dig a little bit deeper in that. I'm very fascinated by that. So thank you for uh, for that info. But as for Champ he's uh he's definitely one of the more famous i would say in uh, america a lot of people go and visit him and uh, nobody really knows what he is uh he's been cited, uh dating back all the way to the indigenous tribes they have monsters uh they have uh stories about monsters in that that body of water about a snake like creature that's really big has a really big horse head um that you know it's just deeply embedded into their culture. So I find a, it very interesting about how embedded it is, how embedded cryptids are into indigenous culture. It seems like a lot of them start there uh, and then just kind of morph their way out. And as more people come to the area, they have their own versions, then it just kind of grows from there.
1: Why do you think that Nessie has such a better PR campaign than Champ because I had not really heard of Champ until you told me that's who we were covering. Once I started looking into it, I was like, okay, this sounds kind of familiar, but I feel like I've known who the Loch Ness monster is since I've had the internet, at least.
2: Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's kind of twofold. I think it's uh because Champ feels kind of regionalized at times. Uh, like unless you're like up in the Adirondacks or something and you're like hiking and you're really deep into looking into history and seeing what's in the water or you're a fisherman or or something like that um, or you just happen to pass by like a memorabilia story like you really don't think about how many times you've probably heard about Champ as opposed to you know the Loch Ness Monster who's from Scotland so it's like a countrywide it's a countrywide thing Uh, people are from across the entire you know scope of the country are talking about Nessie all the time um and I just think it's kind of the the country versus like just a region in in a country uh comparison
1: so with champ I know that the I was trying to find like some good pictures or video I I was struggling did you have much success locating any like great pictures or evidence
2: very similar to Nessie like either you're gonna get something that's super blurry and it's like ah that could be a log or a garbage bag or, you know, a pile of leaves or something like it's the same thing with champ champ and Nessie are the same, I guess they're twins or something, uh, because they, they managed to create the same type of pictures. Uh, and it's very far and in between. There's one good one that happened in the eighties. I believe it's the Mantis photo and everybody's like, that's the one, that's how we know it's a plesiosaurus. But even then, I don't know, you know, it, it could be anything.
1: Katie, why do you think all these cryptids like, you know, Bigfoot, Nessie, champ, Why are they all so blurry?
3: I mean, there could be loads of reasons, I guess. Usually because people are fucking running. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to take a photograph, (laughs) you know. The poor big boy is probably like, hi, saying cheese, and you're gone legging it um or yeah it could, could be like a mystical thing that it's like but you know it could be as well that they, you're seeing something from like a different dimension so it's not like fully do you know so it doesn't really take or the photograph just doesn't work on those mystical creatures i could be anything who knows
2: i have a theory about that um that i've been very vocal in sharing especially around bigfoot uh you know maybe maybe bigfoot's blurry and maybe you know i love that
1: so maybe yeah, his wi-fi
3: is not working Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> stuck in the stream oh my gosh well is the lore around champ is it a a violent cryptid or do people think of it as like a friendly dinosaur
2: yeah and you know it's funny that you say that because there's it's not violent i would say i, I don't think there's any reported like I got attacked by champ it's more so oh wow i saw something that i can't explain in this water and now i'm running pretty much or it's gone but before i can really you know acknowledge that it happened um so not violent just strange and if you kind of if you know like about you know any any body of water that that dumps off into the ocean eventually there's so much strange stuff in that water and like we barely know what's in the ocean now so it, I mean, it realistically could be some type of, like, ancient, you know, sea creature that's been thriving Uh, that's come into the lakes and swims back out to the ocean and then comes back into the lake and swims out to the ocean. Very much different than, like, Nessie, of course, which is kind of a landlocked body of water. Me, personally, I think it's a conglomeration of different animals that people have all just kind of assigned to, to one specific entity.
1: What was the... I don't know. It sounded like you're describing a dinosaur. What was that word you used earlier to describe it? A
2: plesiosaurus. What is that? It looks like uh, the best way I can describe it is like a water horse with manatee arms, and (laughs) and that's the best way I can describe it. With a long neck, it has like the it looks like it has the head of a giraffe and like manatee arms or fins, and kind of like the the back of a manatee. It's a very it's hard to explain, to be completely honest. It it just looks like a, a water dinosaur, essentially. That's the best way I can describe it without sounding like a goof.
1: Um, goof aside, um, Katie, are there in Ireland? Is there like a certain type of dinosaur that people associate with Ireland? Or I, I've never really thought much about paleontology in other countries.
3: I don't even know if there was ever any dinosaur bones found in Ireland. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> so. That
1: makes me feel better. I was <laughs> like, maybe I'm just small minded and never. Focus no, I outside. I was just
3: looking up the champ guy there. He kind of just looks like yeah, like a dinosaur. Um, I'm going with that. I'm a, he's a little dino. He survived. He's old. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: but yeah, no, no dinosaurs of Ireland. I don't think they never told me.
1: They never told you. Which speaking of PR agents, I feel like Leprechaun definitely probably got the best out of all of them from the the serial. What it, it, this is going to be a really stupid question katie and it's going to be one of those where you're just like oh, fucking americans but one do people eat lucky charms in ireland if not i'm seeing you yeah. shake your head what did you think the audio no <laughs> <laughs> and when you you've been in the u.s for a, a while now how do you feel about how the u.s treats the lore of leprechauns
3: um i think um like whatever, whatever you wanna. If it makes you have fun, fine. I think it's. I think Irish people have definitely been misrepresented. True American, uh, and it's amazing now. Like even this year, I think is going to be really great for Ireland because um, with the Oscars and and proper, you know, even like with Dairy Girls and stuff like that, people are. Uh, and even that is like set in a different in a different time, but I still think for the longest time, everybody thought like Leprechauns and Top of the Morning to you and. And lucky charms is just like, um, going to kill you. So, <laughs> like the most American cereal out there. Um, another another one is um, uh, yeah. I get I guess anyway. Like yeah, there's a lot of Irish things over here that aren't aren't actually real to Ireland. But um, but yeah, they just yeah. I guess it's very, uh, cartoonized. Um, yeah. I think Derek. the leprechaun. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, Dairy Girls is an amazing show. Definitely recommend it. If, yeah, no leprechauns uh, in
3: that. No leprechauns. Uh, <laughs> in that. I mean, I think leprechauns probably just came out from maybe the you know, like a it's just from I don't know what the right word is, but people who are shorter, you know. And I think that's just what it was. I think that's where that kind of, I yeah. so I think I don't think there was actual.
1: Right. Maybe just some uh, misdiagnosed uh, or yeah, classification of like little people or shorter people yeah um, like I
3: guess the whole thing of the leprechaun the lore of it is that they like not just the gold and the rainbows but um but yeah that they like steal they rob from you they're like pickpockets so maybe there was just like a couple of short guys going around pickpocking people and they were like fucking leprechauns yeah.
1: This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him.
0: Or go to rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R A K U T E N.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, and in, in true American fashion, we, we go and make a caricature out of something that's, that's uh, very deeply embedded in somebody's history, of course. <laughs> and I'm sure the mobile leprechaun didn't uh, do uh, leprechaun lore any favors. Oh, yeah, gosh. I
3: have to. I, hold on, I'll just go get the book. One sec, I'll go get.
1: She scurries off. She did. <laughs> she did go quickly.
3: By written by um, what's his name? He's the famous guy. I can't remember his name now. Oh fuck. Uh, but it's like uh, Irish folklore and fairy tales, and they have a whole chapter on what the OG uh uh. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, and it's like edited by. I'm like, I don't care who it's edited by. Who's the guy? He's like a famous guy. Anyway, um, oh W B eight. It has like what the what the o g leprechaun stories were, so um, but yeah, they were just like, so it's like it did come from Ireland, obviously, the whole leprechaun thing, but, um, yeah, it just became a caricature here, uh, and then a movie series
1: and and not yeah, very that leprechaun. those horror movies are something else <laughs> for sure, yeah, um, yeah,, and not to sidetrack us even more, but I have to apologize to the audience. I don't get to talk to Katie very much anymore. um so it's just, you know, I have all these questions. What am I going to do? Katie, how often in your daily life do you get just really dumb questions about Ireland?
3: Oh, yeah, every day, for sure. But that's okay. Does I, it work um, its
1: way into your material?
3: Not really anymore, because it's hmm. just too obvious, nearly. It's kind of like, I'm not even, I'm just like, oh, whatever, yeah, yeah, I have an accent, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think as well, even for Irish Americans who are like long, long gone from Ireland, from like the famine, They have such a, America has such a identity crisis and people really hold on to. And I think their version of Ireland is very different to the Ireland that I come from, which is totally fine. And, you know, for them keeping up old traditions and stuff like that. But I think they're quite disappointed when they meet me and they're like saying some proverb that I don't know what the fuck they're saying. (laughs) Or Like, do you river dance? I river dance. And I'm like couldn't even if you held a gun to my head so <laughs>
2: um
3: it's just a different country now it's you know but I but in one way like it is it of course is nice to see like like when I see Irish Americans playing Irish football I'm like oh that's great because we still play that in Ireland so that's nice but yes yeah, sometimes like I went to my friend's house for we were doing a St. Patrick's Day comedy show and we went stopped in her to go to the toilet and it was like St. Patrick vomited all over her house and she's so nice and great and she was so embarrassed they even had like shamrock towels and i was like that's so funny because that would never be you would never no one would dress up their house for saint patrick's day in ireland or even own shamrock anything
1: yeah i mean that's but, a um, huge party holiday here uh, yeah it is i, I know and i'm uh...
3: sorry oh my god <laughs> i wish people would stop using an excuse to like just throw up green everywhere and be like oh, i'm irish uh, my friend aaron mccann has a great joke about it because he said he came over here and there's all these Irish Americans wearing the kiss me. I'm Irish. And he's like, I'm Irish. You're stealing my kisses. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron McCann. That's his joke, but it's the best. I'm going to quickly look while you guys are talking and see if I see any cool. Let me, I'm going to see if there's any lake monster. It says that there's the leprechaun part four, if anybody wants to read it, but I mean, I'm going to look and see if there's any lake monster while you're talking about. Cool.
1: Well, Joshua, uh, speaking of the color green, what color is champ like what do people believe the actual visualization is of this cryptid
2: for the earlier reports uh so one of the first reports comes from around like the 1600s um that was actually documented and it was the explorer of of the actual area um his last name was either champagne or champlain i'm pretty sure it's champlain uh samuel de champlain and he said that he saw a gigantic thing in the water um and it had to be like 20 feet or so uh and it was silvery and kind of greenish, uh, had hard scales, uh, which many believe, uh, actually turned out to be debunked to be an, an alligator gar or some type of sturgeon. So, uh, I believe it was an alligator gar the first, the first go round. And so, uh, sturgeon are actually native to that area and they, uh, eventually, uh, kind of got wiped out and they were very kind of small and in low population and were endangered, I-, I would say maybe like 50 years ago or so. So, um, people would describe what kind of sounds like a sturgeon hard scaly back um gigantic fish uh kind of looks like a snake because if you see the sturgeon in the water swim um it kind of it kind of looks serpent-like um so that's been the kind of the the lower key description the other descriptions of course is like it's it's really big it's like 40 feet long um it has gigantic eyes like you peel it back an onion uh and very descriptive uh uh, big fins and flippers and it it goes through the water in like a hump uh, so that's the other kind of extraordinary uh, description that people have said that they've seen and usually they see you know they see this like you know 200 yards away which is I mean the hu- human eyesight is not that good so... I mean, I've
3: seen things in my live in my living room that's not right. You know, like I see it for a split second, and then it's like my cat. Or I see a pile of black clothes, and then I go to pet it, and it's not my cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you can't even trust your eyes when things are very close. Your brain just makes up the images.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I've leaned in to to look at y'all like several times, and I, my screen's right here.
1: So, <laughs> well, because we're so pale, we just we're just blending in with the. Yes, the speak background. for
2: yourself, okay?
3: <laughs> I tan in the summer. <laughs> um, um, I I found the Irish uh, lake monster guy.
4: Oh uh, really?
3: Yeah, there is one. So it's in an Irish folklore. He's the he inhabits the lakes of Clarny. I shouldn't presume he's a man, but anyway, uh, Muckie, M U C K I E. Maybe it's like Mookie, but Mookie.
1: I don't know. I like the way you say that, though. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> all these things have such fun names, like Nessie, Champ, and and Mookie, Mookie, Mookie. They seem like they would hang out together.
3: Yeah, Mookie <laughs> sounds like literally sounds like a drunk. This feels offensive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Katie, have you ever seen an alligator gar? Are you familiar with uh, what that is?
3: No. Is that wait? I saw that movie Lake Placid and there was a massive alligator. I feel like is that inspired by champ or
1: <laughs> Well, so and and Joshua can um speak to this too. I know he's an outdoorsman, but uh, so an alligator gar is, is like he was saying it's it's like kind of a a long scaly fish, but its head it has like pretty big teeth if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like it's, it's super gnarly looking. I know we caught one on accident one time fishing. Uh, when I still lived in Mississippi, and I remember asking my dad, "Like, what the hell is this thing?" Because we had to be really careful yep. unhooking it because, like, it was a pretty violent fish.
3: Jeez, but it's a fish. It's an alligator fish.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, it's yeah. it's it looks like it's part reptile and fish.
3: That feels like when people are related and have sex or something. I know it <laughs> works out a lot. So like, do you know what, what I mean? I- no, no offense to people who that works out and they like to do that, but like, do you know what that feels like? Like a cat and a dog had sex and they showed. Do you know that that sounds like two a fish and an alligator got cozy?
2: Got frisky, and and it looks like an unholy alliance too. Hmm. Um, it like every bit of it. Like if you ever catch, if you kind of to to know this point, if you ever catch an alligator gar, um, that's like the scariest. I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes of you just
1: trying to unhook your line because you're like, I mean, what do I do with you? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's teeth are just can be kind of massive. And also you think you've got like this big fish on the line. and <laughs> She gets closer. You're just like, damn it. I've got a monster on the end of my hook. You know, it's like, do I cut my line
2: or do I like take my losses? Like, well, I don't know what to do here.
1: Um, yeah. So I, I could see, you know, like you were saying, I could see how people could mistake those for something, but it's also kind of hard to. I mean, Lopnest Monsters, Champ, like all these things, they are projected as like these big creatures with the hump and the head coming out. And there are people that really swear by seeing these. And I actually remembered where I saw Champ for the first time. I believe it was in a Paw Patrol episode. Um, Katie, this is how long it's been since we've seen each other. I now have a two, almost three-year-old kid. Uh, <laughs>
3: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. And uh, really, I was- that
3: really, like... Shit's on my news of having a cat. Never <laughs> I have a child.
1: Whatever. You have a comedy career. That's uh, that's very impressive in and of itself. But, but yeah, I remember that's where it was like one of the episodes where one of like the bad kid or whatever took the submarine down and they were all looking for, you know, Champ or Nessie or whatever. You're obviously, you know, still in the comedy scene very much at play there. What is like kind of the rest of this year looking like for you
3: i don't know i have um text oh my god yeah if there's any listeners who are in houston i'll be there march 4th um in the secret group
2: and then nice
3: yeah then the other ones are just local i'm um in like a place in yonkers for valentine's day and then um on sunday uh this this place rockwell's or in two sundays but um but yeah, I don't, you really know, I have to start making some just like more touring dates, really. I want to go to Austin. And where are you guys based?
1: Um, I'm in Atlanta and Joshua's in Auburn or Auburn, near Alabama. Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
3: cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to more places. So that's really the plan is just to tour more and um, keep gigging as much as possible. But other than that, I don't know, they have fucking hopefully get more podcast uh, people view in the podcast so maybe yeah. i'll get a cryptoid um on and i'll be like here's here's the first interview with champ
1: <laughs>
3: to turn the questions on you what are your tips for people growing their podcast
1: oh man You've killed it i think the biggest thing well i mean katie you know this it's like consistency is key right you gotta let your audience know and they've got to Be able to rely on you to release every whatever your platform is. For us, it's every Monday. And then I love to do these bonus episodes when we can on Thursdays. I also think that it helps when you can find a niche. Um, So, you know, people, while yes, there are podcasts that appeal to a general audience, I mean, I think of the ones that I listen to, a lot of them um, at one time were like True Crime or you know, very comedian specific podcasts, like maybe it's bad friends, or, you know, whatever. I think that is a big part. Marketing is really difficult in the podcast um, genre, because even though podcasts have been around for a while, not everybody listens to them. And I also think there's a oversaturation of podcasts now, which that will kind of figure itself out as time goes on. But for me, I found that doing some marketing on reddit helped a little bit here and there the biggest thing is just going on other people's podcasts that you know are willing to promote you and and i always try and and you know this is to develop a real relationship with the people that i have on the podcast just because i think those really Well, one, it's fun, but I think they also pay off over time because you never know who's going to need to promote what, what you can promote on their vehicles. And I think as long as you're open and honest with your space, most people will return that as well. Although I have had some friends get... "Quote unquote," too big. Where like I'll contact them, they'll be like, "Well, Netflix is handling all my PR. Let me swing back wow. around in four months." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "But whatever. I mean, it's fine. You know, that's just part of being like an indie podcast for us." The lightning in the bottle was TikTok. Um, not that we're big on TikTok. We we don't have a huge footprint there. It's something that we plan on expanding, um, and and I personally plan on doing more stuff with TikTok as I have time. But finding out who you know, kind of fits our model and then bringing them on. And sometimes those people's followings from TikTok, or maybe even Instagram will translate to downloads, especially if they're a personality. Um, Like, for example, Katie, the first time you came on, I remember specifically that started our fan base in Ireland, not that it's like huge, but I mean, we didn't, we didn't have yeah,
3: we could have stopped at that. We didn't
4: need to add that extra.
1: <laughs> no, I just mean not that we're huge in Ireland, but um it did it did give us a base in Ireland, which is so cool. And now That's we're cool. in I want to say 59 countries or something like that. But 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 back then that was like that was big for us, you know, because one person hears and they share and whatnot. Um, uh, but but yeah, and if anybody's listening who is going through that process now feel free to like email or dm us it's something i i really enjoy uh talking about um you know and and have even mentored some of my friends that are just now really amping up in that world but i think it just takes patience it takes doing it and and not missing any episodes and it takes a little luck to um having that right guest on having that maybe stuff that's not even in your control where somebody who has a little bit of cachet finds your product and then shares it to their fan base. I mean, that's always the dream, right? Next thing you know, you've got an influx of all these new listeners, but um, you know, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's the grass is always greener, right? I envy you because all you need is a microphone and a stage you, you know why podcasting and everything is great. Uh, you just need a space and, you know, whatever, however many minutes you're turning out now. What what What's your time that you're doing now?
3: Um, when I go on the road, I do an hour, but for my special, wow. I did an hour, an hour and a half. But that's because I didn't have an opener um, and I wanted to do 30 minutes crowd work just to have extra clips to promote it.
4: Yeah.
3: Um. So, yeah, so that was like an hour and a half for the whole show. But yeah, yeah, I know cuz I just started investing in a studio and it costs like a lot each uh, and my listenership on my podcast is like probably about like 3000 downloads a, a week, but it's like uh, yeah, maybe I'm mental. Maybe I'm just throwing money at something I shouldn't be doing. Like, do you know, now no, I'm like, but I'm I don't know. I'm just kind of a friend of mine invested in a studio and it really helps like reach a different. And I and I never want to give up the podcast cuz those are my people in Ireland and they come they came out to the shows in Dublin, so yeah. Yeah, I just I just don't know if it's worth investing in, but um, I the guess- The video
1: part of it. Yeah, I mean, feels it's- Feels like you're
3: just throwing money at someone, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why mine is kind of a homebrew setup because I was oh, able great. to kind of get this going, you know, over time and kind of build it out as I can. But it's hard. I mean, we don't even- Really use our video that much. Every now and then we yeah, do. See, this is um, the dream.
3: No, I'm yeah. just, you know, the six months I'll be down a couple of grand, and I'll be like, well, that was a waste. So we'll
1: see.
3: <laughs> if everybody's listening, go watch. Leave <laughs> it on the background.
1: Katie, um, as we kind of wrap up, and Joshua will also get some more tidbits about Chomp before we finish. But I know we mentioned your podcast, but can you kind of give us a rundown of maybe what's coming up on your podcast, and and where our fans can find you for everything you've got going on.
3: Yeah, so it's called, uh, well, I'm at Katie Boyle Comic and everything. Um, And I just post everything on all social medias there. YouTube is Katie Boyle Comic, uh, TikTok, Instagram. But it's called A Shift. And uh, this week's episode coming up will be with Casey Balsham. And she talks a lot about, she's a comedian. And she jokes a lot about how hard it was to get pregnant and IVF. And it's hysterical. Um, but obviously, like, a very hard thing she had to go through. So she chatted with me about it. And I just had Garrett Reynolds on because he was visiting from the dollop. And that was So much fun. We literally laughed every second. And then I also had a sex therapist on yesterday. So those episodes are coming out and that's like very different. So I was kind of like thinking about that niche thing where you're like, oh, this is so different. But then it's like, well, it is sex dating relationships and it is good to every once in a while have an expert in. But it was like very like kind of serious, informative and then at one stage, I felt like maybe I was getting therapy. And then the next day, Garrett <laughs> Reynolds in and we're like talking about cats and like, you know, <laughs> kissing people in Britain. And um, so, yeah, so that's it. You know, I think I'm really excited for his episode to come out because he was he's just great.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, Katie, you are truly a delight. It has been so much fun Um, just just for me personally. And I'm sure Joshua can attest this, too, but getting to catch up with you and hear about everything you've got going on in your life. I've said it then, I'll say it now. I have no doubt that as you continue on in your comedy career, uh, the that world is just gonna continue to expand and grow for you. Joshua, one thing I would love to know, and I think I'm gonna start asking you on all these episodes, if it was on a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe in this this specific cryptid of champ? I'd probably say an eight.
2: Okay. Oh. I think that there's more things in the water that we don't understand and I and I'm and I'm okay with accepting that and just being like you know what maybe there's some truth to to some unknown creature in the water um it's almost impossible to get a camera down there and you know have a you know you can't get a deer camera down in the water and just you know (laughs) hot uh throw it up under your boat and just kind of let it sit so I'd probably say I'm a strong eight I mean maybe even a nine.
1: Well, I certainly would like to believe that there is some dinosaur out there we can all get to see. So uh, that's really fun to hear. And Joshua, sorry, I kind of stepped on your toes of letting you wrap up the episode. I was just kind of fanning out over Katie and uh, taking up as much of her time as I could. Um, (laughs) Katie, did you have (laughs) anything else for the audience before we wrap up?
3: No, it was really nice to meet you, Joshua. So we should definitely link up. And I'm with you. There's definitely societies. I believe there's like societies maybe underneath. The ancient people could be living in there underneath. I don't know, or the mermaid people, whatever. There could be anything. We'll never know. It's too far. It's too deep. It's bigger than all of the planet.
1: I will say I was super disappointed as a kid when, and this will show you how old I am, but I got, I I grew up watching uh, the sea monkey cartoon. And then when my parents actually got me sea monkeys, I was so bummed out that they were just little Brian shrimp. So I don't know what um, lays under the water, but I certainly believed at that time that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was this whole world of human-like shrimp people swimming around. Well, it was great having you, Katie. Um, you are very
2: funny. Uh, there's some jokes that I will remember from this episode for a very long time. So thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody go watch and listen. Just go and find The Shift Podcast and go look at her clips on social media and go find her, her stand up. And if you're in New York, you know where you need to be. As for this episode, it's, it's wrapped up. Uh, that was all about Champ, the Play Monster. Uh, number seven is i don't know i guess you'll see w- w- when number seven happens but uh until then uh follow me on socials everywhere at Josh McGaren that's d-a-i-r-e-n i talk ghost stuff and history and force people to learn uh while being scared thank you to all for having us and uh until next time
4: greetings adventurers today we're excited to introduce you to a new story dark dice